there. Welcome to The Daily Show with Avery and Mia. Today we have a very special edition as we have a live interview to discuss racism and progressivism. Our special guests today are W.E. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington. But Before we bring them in, we should discuss some background information. The progressive era lasted from 1900 to 1920. During this time, Americans banded to resolve serious problems that were results of the Gilded Age. Problems were exposed to the wealthier classes of Americans through muckrackers. The muckrakers were journalists who made major problems known to the public. They showed real horror from the Gilded Age. One of the issues from the Gilded Age that we are going to discuss is racism and discrimination during the Progressive Era. Before the Progressive Era, people of color were treated very poorly and constantly felt isolated from society and were forced to have separate facilities, schoolings, and jobs from white people. Overall, there is just a major difference in rights for the two races and less freedom for African Americans. During the Progressive Era, there were efforts towards making racism less of a problem. There were two major men who were activists that had very, diff very different ideas. Booker T. Washington was an educator who believed that instead of fighting against discrimination, that African Americans should use education and knowledge to become self-sufficient in society and become the best that they can be and not worry about being accepted by the other races. On the other hand, there was W.E.B. Du Bois, another black activist that was the founder of the NAACP, which was the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People that fought to end racial discrimination. And he disagreed with Washington and believed that African Americans should fight to end discrimination. We're going to move on from those two activists as they will be joining us shortly to discuss their roles in progressivism of racial discrimination. On another note, let's talk about life before progressivism. Yes, let's. Life before progressivism, <laughs> there was constant discrimination against the blacks without anyone trying to take action on the problem. In result of that, there were various riots between the two races. Let's not forget about the extremely unfair rights among people of color. Until W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington were the first people to fight for a change, although it didn't end up making much of a difference due to their clashing opinions on the matter. Now let's get back to W.E.B. Du Bois. W.E.B. Du Bois was born in 1868 in Great Barrington, MA, and didn't realize until high school that people didn't like him for his skin color as he took Sunday school with whites when he was a child. Thanks to his church and others around town, he was able to attend Fisk University, an African-American school in Nashville, with the money he had raised. After graduating, Du Bois studied in Germany and later attending, attended Harvard, where he soon became the first African-American to earn a doctorate degree from Harvard Medical School. That's incredible. Two years after graduating, he was given a job as professor of history and economics at Atlantic University. Atlantic University was known to be one of the leading African-American colleges. Wow. He taught there until 1910, and in the early 1900s, he was recognized to be a very strong civil rights supporter. The National Urban League was also established in 1910 to end racial discrimination and provide economic empowerment to African-Americans who migrated from southern rural areas to northern cities through great migration. The following year, the Society of American Indians was formed by middle-class American Indians to address their problems. Throughout his life, he maintained a strong passion for Africa and then wrote a book in 1903 that was named The Souls of Black Folks, where he expressed his dual identity of African and American. In the 1920s, Du Bois organized a series of pan-African congresses 
attracting black leaders from around the world. And during the 1930s and 1940s, he continued as a scholar and political activist. By the 1950s, he had embraced socialism for its promise of social justice. And in 1961, at age 63, he joined a communist party and moved to Ghana, where he died two years later. W.E.B. Du Bois voiced that he believed people of color should be accepted by the whites and fought for their approval as his ways of eliminating discrimination. Now let's move on to Booker T. Washington. Until Du Bois, Washington was the primary African-American activist. His racial uplift views were that he offered black acceptance and disenfranchisement, which is being deprived of a right or privilege, especially the right to vote, and social segregation if whites would back up the idea of black progress in economics, agriculture, and education. Agriculture was also one of the sole ideas of Washington's theory. Washington had found Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute in Black Belt, Alabama. He also used a sharp political ability to gain his way with the whites of both the North and the South. He convinced Southerners everywhere, right up to the governor, that a school had education that would keep blacks quote-unquote, down on the farm. And to the Northerners, right up to the rich that controlled everything like the Rockefellers, he promised the incultation of the Protestant work ethic, all the while promising to blacks and South that industrial education would give them the tools to have their own lands and businesses. Overall, he wanted blacks to be the best that they could be instead of fighting for whites to accept them. Now, to actually discuss their success, Let's welcome W.E. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington. Thank you for having me, ladies. It's an honor. Hello, and thank you for having me as well. Thank you for joining us. It is evident that in the past you both had high hopes for changing the way that African Americans lived during the Progressive Era. Clearly, you both wanted to make positive steps forward, yet in the end, the result wasn't very drastic. Why do you think this is? This is because Washington didn't support my ideas. He disagreed in the idea that white people should respect, support, and accept people of color while I emphasize that belief. If he had just tried to work with me, then things could have been better in result. If I helped you, Du Bois, not to disrespect, but your ideas were much too bland. For years, people have been trying to just eliminate discrimination, but that is not what the people needed to be focusing on. We needed to move forward and just be the best that we could be to make things better. If you, don't, if you don't mind me interrupting, I'm going to change gears for a moment because I was just wondering how you both felt about the Plessy vs. Ferguson trial. The final doctrine of the trial stated an extremely important message, which was separate but equal. How could this be a change from previous ideas about African-American culture? <clears throat> well, it definitely displays a strong message. It says that after the trial, the African-American community was separate from the white community in a sense of facilities and such, but there were no differences among these two races, such as education, housing, and even bathrooms. This supports my point that although the white people do not believe that the African-Americans were equal to them, there were motions to allow them to be separate, but for both races to have equal freedom and have opportunities to succeed, and I believe that my people should take those opportunities and make the most of them. This was definitely a huge step in the right direction for these folks. That is a very good point. Now, looking back on your lives during the progressive time period, do you have any regrets? No, I do not have any regrets. Although I do wish that my ideas were a greater success, I was one of the most active people during this time, and I definitely feel like I was able to spark some major movements for equality. This is the first time I've ever said this, but I do agree with the boy. 
I wish my platform made more of an impact and a dramatic difference during the progressive era, but I could only do so much with trying to make my ideas well-known while also battling an enemy. I'm very happy in the sense that before Du Bois and me, there were little movements to improve slavery. There were more violent-based riots and such that had little effect. In my eyes, I made society think, and I gave the African-American culture hope that they could succeed despite the isolation of their culture. Well, thank you for joining us today. Unfortunately, we are running out of time, but we both would really like to thank you for joining us, and we definitely are intrigued by both of your arguments. It was great talking to you both. Thank you very much, and thank you to the listeners today. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today on progressivism. Signing off from The Daily Show, I'm Avery Holloway. And I'm Mia Jordan, and we hope you tune in tomorrow for a new episode.